back to the Dark Side of Dino, where we talk about all things paranormal. In particular tonight, we're going to continue the conversation about exorcism as it pertains to uh, the Dino Nuggets 741 story. So after this uh, brief little uh, hymn, we'll get right into it. All right. As always, my host with me tonight is uh, JB. Are you out there? What's going on, bud? Not much, man. Everybody was uh, kind of concerned the way that last podcast uh, so like suddenly ended. Yeah, that was a weird night. Yeah, I mean, we got a flood of like concern. Like, what happened to JB? He kind of sounded like he was panicked. Yeah, it was just a weird. I don't like talking about it. I get agitated now. My oh, head's absolutely. all over the fucking place. When I have to deal with shit like this, it's, I don't know, man, I get, I get fucking touchy. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, tonight, we're going to continue the conversation about uh, exorcism, particularly stage four demonic oppression, uh, which is uh, listed as the fourth and final stage. Uh, people exhibiting exaggerated forms of symptoms typical to possession. The ability to speak in languages they've never studied, superhuman strength, clairvoyance, the pupils start to look like snake eyes and in every case have disdain for religious blessed objects. Sometimes we even see extraordinary things like levitation, doppelganger disturbances in the environment. These are all things that cannot be explained except in a spiritual way. Anything like that uh, pertain to your story? It seems like it goes more from like the outer disturbances to more of like an inner thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty in-depth. Um, I, I don't think that I'm crossing into those barriers yet. I mean, it's been years. Um, I really haven't had anything like that. I mean, I have, you know, been... I feel like I'm constantly preoccupied with stuff that's going on at the house, so... And to be honest with you, man, that's why I've started working remote. I just... Uh, it's hard to work into an office. The whole thing with COVID happened realized that I had that talent to do anywhere. I just didn't have to go into an office anymore. And it was just a constant reminder every day, you know, that I, I was living in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it was, it was constant. So, you know, you have to switch gears a little bit and went back into the office. And I, I don't know, I just, yeah, it just, <laughs> I don't think anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, there were times that, you know, you said the activity got so extreme that, you know, with nobody being home at night due to your wife working some late night hours that you actually ran out of the house and spent time at the neighbor's house because things got so crazy. Yeah, I'd smoke weed with my neighbor out there in Vora. Um Cool dude, you know, and it was a rough night. And he knew what was going on in there, man. Like I said in some of the videos, we almost called the cops before. Mm-hmm. And no one was home. And he thought somebody broke in. He went and checked around the house. And it's just this consistent banging, like loud banging. He said that you can hear from his driveway. And, I mean, it weren't little houses. You know, it was a nicer upper scale neighborhood. And, right. You know, that's, that's not a short distance between the two homes. And are you still in, like, contact with any of your former neighbors? Uh, have they said if anything has happened since you've uh, left the property? Not a thing. Right, I Not guess that thing. would be consistent with like the uh, the renter that you currently have there too as well. They haven't reported anything like funny going on. 
I, I know this is going to sound fucked up, but I didn't tell him anything about it. Mm-hmm. And just to see. Because I think if you, you plant that seed to somebody or they see the video and they put it together, it's you're going to get a broken lease. And you know, something's going to happen in their life financially or whatever, and they're going to use that as a, a scapegoat to get out of the house or, you know, break a lease and shit like that. And I, I don't like, you know, people holding shit above my head. I just, I've never been that way, you know, so... On my way out, I just didn't say anything. I had, had it all cleaned up, got it lined up with a, you know, a mortgage company that deals with rentals, and I, I, that's, I washed my hands of it. And every once in a while, I'll go do a walkthrough, and I still get that eerie gut pain right when I get back in there, but they've never had any anything that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty tight with the guy. He's a military dude, and, you know, and if there's anybody that can handle it, it's definitely him, Green Beret. So, you know, I think if you'd have had something going on in there, you'd have notified me a long time ago. Right. And that kind of like, um, you know, says a lot that actually kind of confirms the fears that a lot of people had that saying that the things attached to you and not necessarily the place. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is consistent now and I, I'm getting ready to move again. You know that. Mm-hmm. And it's just. I mean, the activity's picked up that much and escalated to a point where you feel like, you know, you need to uh, get ahead of it again. Yeah, it's just that that three, four-month realm of peace in my life for a while. You know, it's just the little things. It's it's almost like if it does follow me, which it does. This is, like I said, the third house, different state. Um, That's not a coincidence. You know, and there's absolutely nothing with this house. It's in a neighborhood subdivision spec homes, you know, and there's no reports of any type of Indian burial ground or anything like that, and anything bad happening around or even the home. Guy, it's one owner, lived here his whole life, younger dude. Like, it's it's just not the house. It's like I've told everyone throughout time, it's, it's, it's not the homes. It's something that, you know, like you were saying in an earlier episode, it's a door that opens. And I think that certain people carry that. I really do. And in my case, I just, I'd like to think it's the house. Man. So I keep me, got to keep me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just try to keep staying ahead of it, right? Because you said the activity didn't really, you know, start for what, like a short period of time or was it like a month or anything like that? You know, I've, I've been doing this so many years now. Um, I don't fucking know. There's a lot of things that fucking happen that I, I just overlook. You know, that could be debunkable. Everything's debunkable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You can you can always find how that would have happened, and that's that's how I live my life. I have to debunk it in my own head to deal with it. So over years, you hear creaks and moans, and you know, right up to footsteps and doors opening, and that, that shit's over. You know, that's, that's old. You, you got to come at me with something better than that. And it's the consistency of me ignoring that kind of stuff that, you know, I think amps it up a little bit. It's like, it'll grab you up by the tits and be like, I'm right here, motherfucker. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's usually when it's go time. But, you know, after the past couple of weeks, I just, I'm ready to go. You know, I just, 
I'll start over and I can find down even more. Um, and the, hopefully this house, I mean, hopefully I'll have somebody come in and smudge it again, which I'm looking at some people. I just, my fear is, is I don't want to, you know, offend people and ask them if I can record that. Because literally the links that I go through before I move into a fucking house and blow your mind, you know, it's, it's research and, you know, I have to talk to the owners and then, you know, it's just, I have to sit people down and be like, fucking look, <laughs> you know, I, I don't fucking care if it happens. Tell me if some people have ever lived in this house and, you know, complained to you about something that wasn't normal. And they're, they're very respectful, you know, and I just have to be that way. I just, I don't think I need any more stigma that can get into my head. I just, I don't, I, I need to know right out the gate is what I'm trying to say. Right. And I think in a lot of places it's our residents, they have to, to disclose whether it's been stigmatized because that would be a, you know, a contributing factor, I'd imagine. Right. And then some people would say, well, why do you can't say that you didn't do it? Like I, I've owned my own home for a long time. So renting is kind of fucking different. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in a different state. Um, until I decide if I'm planting roots here permanently, I, I won't buy. That's irresponsible. So, you know, renting's a cheap and easy way out of it. Um, you know, and I, I just like to have my options. So it, it's worth it to me to, to put up with it for a certain time, you know, one, two, three years, hopefully, you know, as we go and we do all this stuff, I, I've got to figure something out. It's, it's just getting exhausting. But if it gets too bad, I just, I'll pick up because it's that brief short time that I don't have to do with it, um, that I, I find that peace. But it, it, it honestly feels now that I'm, I'm more aware and I'm more educated towards all of it. It never leaves me anyway. I'm, I'm always aware of something around me at all times. And I, I, as fucking crazy as that sounds, it, it don't matter where I'm at. I, I know it'll never lose me. And I, I've come to terms with that. I, it doesn't. You, you got to make your battle and pick them wisely. And I, I'm, I'm picking this one wisely. Just going into it blind, and you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna get caught. You know, on my heels, and I'm just not. That, that's not who I am, and I, I don't. I've never been that way. And even in real life, with, with real people, I, I'm not gonna fucking put up with your shit. It's just, I'm not. I'll call you out and I'll tell you to fuck yourself and, you know, I'll be done. You know, I'm not a, a violent person, but I am an asshole. And I think over this whole experience, I, I've become more of an asshole and I like it. <laughs> and that that's fucking bad. Right. It's got to be kind of taxing, too, when people come up to you and, you know, they follow your story, but they're completely clueless to, like, all the, you know, the ups and downs related with, you know, paranormal activity such as this. Well, and it, it's not so much the activity. Like I've always said, I, I fear people that are alive now more than I do the dead. You know, having my videos circulate around the world, literally, I have super viral videos on TikTok, not just a couple hundred thousand. I mean, you're significant millions. When people do recognize you, it's like, are you really possessed by the devil? Or are you really, you know, it's fucking weird as shit. Like I saw a video a guy said, you know, all this trouble started happening to me when I lost my dad. I, I've never fucking lost my dad. You know, I, I just, I, I never have. And none of this started when that happened. Like, I, 
my dad's alive and well in Colorado. Like, just the way people take this shit and roll it up, you know, and smoke it, that's, it, it's, it's an incredible, I've never in my life thought that, that I would have that, you know, experience. Just the shit that people ask me would blow your fucking mind. Yeah, and it seems like people like to take liberties with the story and kind of, you know, tell untruths about it and their own kind of, you know, point of view, which is, you know, completely opposite from what's really going on in within your house. Yeah, it's fucking entertainment for people. And, you know, it it is. And viewers can either believe it or not. But remember, what you're watching is entertaining to you. That's why you watch it. Now imagine being the person that has to put that content out there. I don't care if it's real or not. With any video, doing something like that, you talk about opening doors, there's fucking one right there. So the craziest shit happens when I pick up my camera. You know, it, it, it gets wild. And I think that that's not a coincidence. And these people who have those cameras up and running 24-7, there's just no possible way without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars you could possibly go through that much footage every day of the week to catch that one small clip. For what? Yeah, not to mention it's kind of intrusive in your life. You know, you're constantly being watched. Yeah, that's that's why I have a hard time, man, posting all the time. I, I've tried so fucking hard, but, you know, I, I've, I've noticed from, you know, a lot of the subscribers and the followers, um, there, there's a mixed group. Um, the group that I associate with is I don't give a fuck who you are as the entertainer or the content creator, the influencer, however you guys want to fucking, you know, describe people who create content. Um, there's the ones that are, you know, like me that I don't want to watch all that shit. Hey, how you doing? This is blah, blah, paranormal. And I'm coming to you live from here. It's like, who gives a fuck, dude? Let's just get to it. Like get to the fucking video. What is it that you want to show me? I'm, I'm watching. And then there's the people who want to, you know, float in the middle. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, I mean, shit scary and want to follow this but i'm not going to tell anybody you know they're they hide it and then you know the last one i would say is the people who just completely lose their fucking mind and want to you know get falls deep into it and get personal and you know want to send you emails and want to send you shit to fucking hang in your house and then you got the psychopaths that are going to send you fucking underwear that are dirty like it, it is insane the amount of nude pictures of i've seen when I first started out with this on my email, were dis- disgusting. <laughs> you know, and it, it's not like I was getting supermodels sending stuff. I mean, and some of the comments, like, this asshole fucking had the balls to get on one of the videos and threatened to sue me. Sue me. A class action lawsuit to sue me because I was misleading people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nobody asked it. We don't ask anybody to believe it. It's like, you know, watch the video and, you know, decide it for yourself. And nor do we ask for money from anybody. We don't, you know, we're not out there e-bagging or say, do this, do that, send us money. You know, we don't do that. No. 
And now I'm just going to show you what the fuck you want to see if I get it on camera. Right. That's it. You know, I'm not going to give you any type of backstory because of the shit that I've seen and how all these other compilation videos that take your content to make themselves relevant. It's it's fucking staggering. (laughs) Like, oh my God. It's a crazy game, man. And to be honest, like, most of you fucking people out there that listen to this know how I am. Okay, if you think you could do what I do, do it. I'd handly hand the reins over to you. If you think that you can get videos like that done, that have been looked over critics after critic after critic, get real. I, I don't care. <laughs> you keep watching, and I'll, when I can, put up the video. Yeah, the only reason... Just try it sometime. Try it. It's that easy, and you can fake it. Go ahead and do it. Please. The only reason people become critics is because they're they're complete failures that can't come up with their own content. So the only way they find relevance in their own life is to criticize somebody else's content, which is crazy. Right. And I didn't expect that, man. I'm a fucking salesman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I sit in an office and I talk to phone on the phone to people who want to buy shit. I answer it. I line up big deals. I may do some, you know, research and shit on it. And, sweeten it all up at the end of the day I ain't trying to fucking you know content like that all the time I'm not I I mainly did it for a a reaction to see what kind of help I could get and it all has been fucking bad Mm -hmm. well it's got to be overly frustrating that you said you've you've got quite an education in this this field of study and still not having like all the answers to what the hell's going on with you what's like afflicting you essentially you know, and that's funny. I started this channel in 2019 when shit was getting really fucking bad. I didn't have any content. I didn't put anything up. I didn't set anything up on TikTok. I, I've only been online for about a year and a half on YouTube, maybe approaching two years on TikTok. This shit hasn't been around a long time. And if you notice, a lot of the videos that aren't actual videos, they're shorts. So when it says I have 100 videos, reality is like I maybe have 20 that are even pertaining to my house. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've even touched the surface on some of the shit that I can touch. It's just it's at what price. And, you know, people who want to get online and talk shit... <laughs> You're a bunch of slimy cunts, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's, it, it doesn't. I don't interact with people. I have people that help me, like Rob, and he has a whole fucking army of people that get many questions and a Discord and podcasts. Like, it, to get to me lately, I, good luck. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't watch any of the videos with my fucking face on a thumbnail anymore. I, I just, I don't. And nobody with like any kind of like um, YouTube celebrity can actually live inside the comments because you're always going to find those people that are just nothing but negative that want to, you know, take a shot at you. And, you know, that's pretty devastating sometimes when you're working all these hours and putting out this content and, you know, trying to uh, make people live aware. A life. I'm they, a fucking they, dad. Yeah, and they you shit know, on people you. People talk shit about my kids. Are you on meth? You, uh, oh, dude. Some people out there that listen to this and see those fucking comments to me, there's two things you don't do. Fuck with my kids and then another one, fuck with me. 
If there's any reason that I could find that person, I tell you right now, I'd knock their teeth through their fucking neck for talking about my children. And that, that's the type of shit that I can't be in the comments for. What kind of scumbag tries to come at you on a public forum that lots of people look at and try to call me for being a bad dad or whatever? You don't fucking know me. And you can see in my voice lately that I'm extremely fucking agitated. You know, and I, I don't even look at that shit. But when I, when I think about this fucking channel, I get sick. I get sick. That, that wasn't my intention. It's not my fault that they fucking exploded like they did. I'm sorry that they're scary, but you're seeing it how I am. So, you know, fucking step in my shoes. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to tell people this fucking story on film. I'm not. If you want to hear my story, then you can come on this fucking channel, download the episode, and listen to it. Outside of that, don't fucking expect a lot from me. And I'm sorry I'm cursing, but it's just, it's like uncontrollable lately. And it's, you know, I don't even want to fucking think about opening up the YouTube creator portal or looking at shit. Just, it, 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 it's a constant reminder of all the shit that I've done, detailed, documented at the time I experienced it. You, want, you think I like reliving that? Fuck you. Fuck all of you that think that. I, just fuck it. <laughs> I don't like watching my own videos. I've said that consistently. At the time, I didn't even see that shit. And then to relive it and see it, it's like, oh my fucking God, like, I didn't see it, but the camera did. That's nuts. And people don't realize that, like, their negativity, like the negativity of the collective, you know, thought actually will feed into, you know, paranormal activity and make things intensify sometimes. Reading comments could make it ex escalate because it, it's it's demoralizing. And you're already in a, a failed state having something like that happen. So if you want to bring down the walls even more and make more people susceptible to getting fucked up, that's a good way to do it. I should fucking turn off all the comments on my goddamn channel and leave it up to the, the ages. Like, <laughs> not even let people discuss it. But that's, as a content creator, you... You open up those comments for people to converse with each other. You're not conversing with me anymore. And if somebody does reach out and says something from you, it doesn't say from JB. That's not me. Right. And, you know, people just need to understand that, you know, if you're not going to be helpful, try not to be detrimental in, at the, in the same stride because it's, it's not helping in the situation any. No, but it's freedom of speech, man. It right. is. It's okay. just I've never dealt with, you know, dealing with that many people at once. So you got to understand, over all my videos, you're talking hundreds of thousands of comments. Hundreds of thousands. Yes. You deal with that. It's impossible. Seriously, go swimming around in those fucking comments and you fucking end up blowing your fucking brains out. You took that shit seriously. If you're some fucking kid that just absolutely got lucky and had a a channel that exploded that he wasn't expecting. It's like winning the lottery, but you don't really get anything for it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm YouTube famous, TikTok famous. Fuck that nonsense. You're here today and gone tomorrow. And that's what people don't get. Like, <laughs> I want to put shit out there and talk to people that, you know, genuinely know what the fuck they're talking about, know how to fucking help, and give good advice. And it always seems like I take the wrong advice. <laughs> Oh, just move if the house is haunted. Oh, put... What, what'd that one guy say? Fucking metal washers? <laughs> to spread, spread them all over the basement floor? Like, are you... Oh, my God. 
Yeah, we play did. with the Ouija board. They said, "Oh yeah, I did that. That was a fucking nightmare." Didn't even do anything on the board, but all hell broke loose around a couple kids that I had over. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the you've tried a lot of the just suggestions out there, and it has not done nothing but amplify the situation. Like we're talking about the fourth stage of uh, you know uh, possession here, and you haven't experienced anything that was like listed in that. It's been all exterior, right? Yeah, I, I don't. Other than the dreams, man, that I would say. I would deal hands down with heavy activity from a day to day than the damn nightmares. Mm -hmm. And it's always been uh, external physical, like, you know, signs like scratches and being pushed and, you know, touched by it and all that. It hasn't been like internal, right? No, I mean, and even then I don't, I got in a bad car accident. I don't know if I had a seizure. I take seizure medications. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, I've been able to debunk that in my head, though I don't feel bad about it. Anything physical, I would say, I've admitted to what I've had happen, but, you know, in my mind, I've already got that shit worked out. You asked me what happened, I told you, but internalizing that stuff, I just bottle it up, shove it down, my friend. Just shove it the fuck down. And you've got a, an unlimited space. So I thought, in that middle shelf in your stomach... <laughs> Where you put all that bad shit you don't ever want coming up again, that's and that's bad. And I think doing that for so many years, it's, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's hard to gauge the level of uh, activity from any given day either, right? One day could be fairly mild, and the next day could be like, you know, holy crap, it's off the chart. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Oh. It's hard to describe. Yeah, I feel like all those alien nut job people, you know. And now that's all you hear about. Yeah, it's funny if how... aliens exist, how could ghosts know? It's funny how, like, people are, you know, always skeptic until something, you know, they experience something, then they're, you know, full-on believers. And that happened in one of your videos. It was called Skeptic to Believer. They they came in thinking yeah they're youngsters yeah they came in thinking like oh this is you know we're gonna disprove this guy all in one shot here and you know expose him and that kind of stuff and they got a uh, <laughs> they got a wake up call for anybody who's watched that video you know how long they waited for me to call them no like forever and like I told them it's like I, I can't. You're never going to catch it just coming and hanging out here for a little while. You're not. Jeremy was running around when it was real bad. And he got to see it firsthand real quick. JC did. Mm -hmm. And that, that alone was where I was like, okay. And he this is guy still has balls of steel and goes out hunting ghosts. And that's what an investigator is. is I don't believe they're investigating shit. You don't have, you're not qualified to do that. You're a dickhead with a camera. You have some cool equipment that you've seen other dudes using on the web that's supposedly done stuff. Like you're, you're not an actual counselor. You, you can't go there and investigate. That's like, you know, being a backyard detective. I'm sorry. You're a ghost hunter. That's what you are. You, you don't do anything for anybody. So, but come there and fucking identify, yeah, that something's going on, and then you pack your shit up and leave, and that person still has to go through this, and now it's amplified because you made it that much more of a big deal. 
That's what these dudes do. Not bagging on any of them. Don't say you're an investigator. Unless you've got a priest, a psychiatrist, and some fucking medical help behind you, then don't tell people that you're going to come investigate their house. That's not investigating. That's ghost hunting. You're, you're walking around, you're using equipment, praying that you can catch something on film, and if you don't, you pack up and fucking leave, and if you do, you pack up and leave, and that, you know, make your money on it. That's cool. Just don't, you know. They're ghost hunters. Yeah. <laughs> they had it right when it first came out. That TV show with those two dudes, ghost hunters, <laughs> they had it right. It was called Taps or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't inclare, you know, claim to be investigators. Ed and Laura, Lorraine, Warren, never claimed to be investigators. They were demonologists. One was a psychic. That, that's, that's real. Just to have a whole channel saying, oh, I'm a paranormal investigator. What the fuck are you investigating? You're trying to get equipment to go off. Get a video that you can show other people. That's it. You do nothing to fucking help anybody. So unless you're a priest or a rabbi or, or any of them, don't fucking tell people you investigate. You don't do that. Yeah, and uh, JC has yet to return to this podcast to tell the second part of his story because he's had some, you know, second thoughts about wanting to talk about it because every time he does, he's, he's afflicted with, like, some activity. Yeah. He, he wants no part of it, man. Yeah, it scares the hell out of him. We're still trying to get him to come back just to tell the, the second part of the story when, you know, he finally got into your house and where things progress from there and you know we're working on it but uh there's no guarantee that he's going to come back and tell that second part of the story there it's not going to happen i'll tell you right now it's it's <laughs> it's tough i would i would just love to see some of these people come and stay in there when it's happening to me i'll call you up come over when it's when it's bad it's when it's there, it's there, and it's not going away. It doesn't matter who comes in. doesn't matter if you pick up your camera, if it started, and it's, you know, multiple things that happen that are pretty consistent. Like, it, and it's there to stay for a while. It doesn't care. It'll make you sick. It'll scratch you, apparently. It'll, it'll do everything it can to keep you away from me. You're trying to provide help. And JC did help a lot. But like he said, it's... It's no longer investigating. I don't think he even does it anymore. Yeah, it got too. Ex- not investigating. It got too extreme for him, and he, you know, bowed out of it because it just it was just too much. Well, if you saw a real exorcism, you think you'd want to go to one every time they did one? No, I don't think I could ever return if I was to witness a, a real exorcism for, you know, what it truly is. Yeah, that would be a one and done. I wish my scenario was a one and done. And it really takes a, a you know a special kind of individual that wants to be a priest who is you know specializes in the field of exorcism, because you know they're seeing just the worst worst possible situations play out in real life. Yeah, and a, a lot of them is just mental illness. Mm-hmm. I think we've established that at, over this whole period of time. Right, they a have lot to go of it over. is mental illness. They have to go through uh, various stages before they can perform an exorcism. Like they have to have a medical evaluation. They have to have a psychological evaluation specifically in the area of the DSM-5, which is like the directory of mental illness and 
the symptoms and signs that come with all that kind of stuff. I mean, they have to do all that, but even before medicine, right, medicine, key me- right, and then you know, and then they still got to do like interviews where they'll they'll do tests, like we talked about. They'll, you know, they have ways of determining whether somebody's mentally ill or truly possessed. Like they'll put a drop of holy water in in somebody's you know water, and then they'll drink it, and if there's no reaction, you know, it's BS. And who's to say they're not going to do that on the first time or the fifth time or the tenth time? And you're just never going to know. Yeah. It, when Rob got burned with his cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did he finally tell you about that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the what do guy, you say to that? Yeah. There's There's no way to explain it. This is coming from you know, Rob, who was, he shows up to investigate the situation and then becomes physically ill and is unable to do, you know, much. Anybody who's watched that video where he was down in the basement, he had like flop sweat running down his forehead. That's how sick he was. He got sick the moment he went into the house. He didn't leave the room for two days and I flew him home and then we went on the road trip. He was sick, sick. As soon as he got home, got out there, he felt fine. Mm-hmm. That's not a fucking joke. I was pissed because we were supposed to leave earlier for the road trip. And we ended up leaving later. And it was like, fuck. Because he was dog shit sick. He got back here. We drove out. He didn't even go into the house. <laughs> and during that, I mean, during that, you know, that road trip, there was a series of, like, tragic events that kind of plagued the whole thing as well. Yeah, my grandpa died. Mm-hmm. And he also we lost. that morgue. He also lost, what, like three friends simultaneously? Yeah, weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's kind of one of those things you have to see it to believe it. But, yeah, he had three friends die in two days. All of them were not related or it wasn't something that happened, you know, whether all together. It was three instances separate at the same time. That's shit, Buck. Yeah, and they they say that's that, you fucked know, up. That like bad things tend to go come in threes as kind of like you know a warning sign. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were talking about like how tragic events can sometimes, you know, uh, lead to paranormal activity or stigmatized houses or cursed objects or you know things with you know bad juju attached to them. Those are the type of things that can lead to activity as well as just, like in your case, just out of the blue stuff starts happening one day. Yeah, just randomly. I mean, it doesn't make any And it was subtle. Sense. There's no rhyme subtle, or reason. Subtle. It just, you know, subtle, now it's building up and, <laughs> you know, things have gotten out of hand in, in some ways. It's so weird when people walk up to me and they don't know who's going to hide a hair on their ass. It's just... Like there's something weird going on around you. It's like what? There's, you're you're kind of edgy, and you know, it's like a whole weird vibe around you. And if these are fucking people of standing in the grocery store, especially old Hispanic women or old people in general, uh, especially the Hispanic Catholics, they're a pretty. They're deeply religious in the Catholic. Faith. Deeply, and I respect the shit out of them because they they throw everything in behind their faith. And I hate to say this, and I know there's some devout people, but people in America have nothing on people in Mexico when it comes to religion. These people live by it, and they believe in it. Here, it's like, you know, 
for a lot of people, it's trying to mask something up. You know, when you, when you meet a, 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 a Mexican elder that now lives in America that came from a very distinctive lifestyle, you, you have to respect that because they don't stray. They don't. They never do. And I, I never really met one that liked being around me too much. Not because I was a dick or ugly or white. Not, not, all that's bullshit. It, it, I genuinely, being around some of them, it's, it makes them uncomfortable. And they told me that. It, there's, it's not you. It's something around you. And it's just, you're making me uneasy. I've got to get out here. It's like, wow. This lady grabbed her shit off the conveyor belt, put it in her basket, walked straight, walked back around, and went to the next lane. And they were starting to check her out already. She threw her shit back in the basket, went around, and she said, just please stay away from me. I'm like, what? Yeah, so she, There's uh, just something about you. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. I just, I get that feeling. So like, she, like, what? She what? sent some kind of aura around you or something, right? Or something. Well, this this woman was going to call the cops at the grocery store. She thought I had a restraining order or something on her. And when she went over there to talk, like, this woman was hysterical. Like, oh, my gosh. She's like, there's just something around him. I looked over, and it wasn't him. And it was like, oh, my God. And this woman had no idea who I was. And then uh, the clerk looks at me. She goes, do you know her? I'm like, no. No fucking clue. I'm not on FBI's Most Wanted. You didn't see me on the fucking news. It's, and the way she acted, she was freaking the fuck out like oh my god how the fuck do you think that makes me feel <laughs> jesus yeah that'll unbelievable make, make kind of make you feel like you're you know from a leper colony or something you're just exiled from everybody yeah no i wouldn't say exiled from everybody it's either you love me or you hate me i don't have too many people i don't get along with it's just there's certain types of people like super religious people that are like whoa <laughs> Take it easy. Right. And, and faith is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to, uh, you know, do in life because your faith is constantly being challenged on a daily basis when you're just having the worst day ever and you just think that God's against you and that's absolutely not the case. But, it, I mean, it's it's hard to overcome that when, <laughs> when you're constantly believing in something, a higher power, and then you're being constantly broken down. <laughs> thinking that, you know, there is nothing at the end of the day, but you got to stay strong. You know, my whole look on that is if the devil's real and I can see something that's evil or dark, then God has to be real. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not taking things. I, I genuinely do believe some people have met their maker, you know, and, and have stuff to come back to say, or they have a, a higher level of, knowledge than your average Joe. I, I genuinely do believe that people have that sense. And who hasn't one time in their life or another, you know, kind of gotten mad at God for, you know, things aren't working out for you. You know, you ask him if you can win the lottery, it never comes true. You know, things just don't work in your favor and you, you tend to curse God for that when it's, you know, got nothing to do with a higher power. It's got more to do with you, you know, setting your own goals and accomplishing them yourself. You know, it's free will. I stopped praying a long time ago. I tried everything, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I'm one of those people who are bitter at God. Like, what did I do to you? Why? 
please tell me I can I can try to fix it. I haven't done anything that I can't undo. You know, there's some things that, you know, are said or even done that, you know, you can't come back from, of course, but even with time and, you know, just showing that person that you try to make that up or, or you know, whatever it may be, if God was who everybody says he is and forgives everyone, then why the fuck am I going through that? I've been on my knees begging, like, what is happening? It's hard not Just, to feel, like, forsaken every day. You get, you know, you start the day off with a positive outlook, and by the end of the day, you're just, like, you feel like you're forsaken. I, I just, I think he's a dick. <laughs> I really do. I think he gives people a bad hand just to watch them squirm. And I know that's a bad way of thinking of it, but... Or it's a challenge. Fuck, man. He looks at it Goddamn like, sage and all that. It's all fucking jokes. He gives you a challenge to overcome, essentially, and, you know, sees how you're going to handle it. Right. But the problem is, is I don't think... That everybody that I've talked to religious-wise says, i just got to go through power of prayer and cast this thing out. Good luck. It don't work like that. Not the way I experience it. It's I begged God to let it go away. And here we are. And it's hard not to feel like, you know, like he's not listening because, like you said, you prayed for a long time and you hear nothing. Because you hear, like, some people talk about how they, they pray sometimes and they actually they say they physically hear a response or, or feel a response. I don't know exactly how it pans out, but, you know, when you're on the other end, you're constantly talking to God but not hearing anything. It's it's hard not to feel jaded. Yeah. Once it's again. like calling and calling and calling somebody, and then finally you realize it's pointless. They're never going to pick up the phone. Yeah, your faith is challenged constantly. That's why it's like the hardest thing to stay true to. Yeah. I mean... It definitely uh, puts a curveball into the way you think about everything else, too. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of shit you can't divulge in. Just like the comments we were talking about earlier. And I, I got fucking all amped up. I mean, you could hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm at that breaking point with it. I, I'm at that breaking point with where I'm at. And I have to dial it down. That's when I pick up and I move. Thank God my wife works the type of job that she does because if shit just gets too bad, she can transfer anywhere in the world with Amazon. And I, I can stay on the run forever. We're stable. Our bills are paid. We own everything. You know, it's... I have no problem with that. It's and it, nice it's to at have that point now in this fucking house, man, that I gotta go. Yeah, I don't know if people uh, watched that video with the the smoke that filled the house, but that was insane, the level of activity that was going on in that one singular moment. I'm just glad that the house hasn't burned down or completely flooded. People don't understand how much water costs in Arizona and in Colorado. They're high plains desert, and then you got the desert. Mm -hmm. Colorado is a high plains desert. Only certain plants can grow there, just like Arizona. The only thing difference is it doesn't get that hot because it's a mile above sea level, unlike we are here in Arizona. You're up in the mountains. I'm I'm down by the border. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it's flat here. We don't have too many mountains. I mean, we do have mountains, but nothing like that. You don't live at the top of them. Yeah, we dove a little bit into your dreams like the last session, and it's it's hard not to believe that your our dreams are can be gateways for activity or, you know, open doors for the great beyond. It's, it's hard not to believe that that doesn't have something to do with it or at least contribute to the activity. Oh, all of it starts with, a. a thought we lost you there for me. <laughs> no, no, I just, it starts with the dreams. Man. Do you find any of the worse and worse? You don't find yourself like sleepwalking or anything like that, do you? Like you end up somewhere where you're like, "Well, what the fuck? I was sleeping and now I'm standing in a closet." Because that seems to be like something that's associated with the like the levels of possession. No, only when uh, I drink tequila and I'll wake up naked in a barn with a, a cowboy boot on, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know if that was like your wife's like, "Why were you walking around the house last night?" or anything like that? Because that would be crazy. I mean, creepy the thing that i guess i do do i can't i try to make a joke out of it but i, I go to the bathroom a lot and i'll just stand there oh wow I'll take a piss and just stand there you're not like there like a blank stare staring out the window like huh. like mirrors they say are gateways to other dimensions i didn't know if you're sitting there staring at a mirror for long periods of time because that definitely can't be good in the house at Aurora, I would really wash my hands. I, I go to the bathroom and I'll stand in the bathroom. I've literally, I sat down on the toilet one night. I didn't take a shit. I didn't soil myself, but I didn't even pull my pants down. And I just sat in the bathroom. And Kate came in and grabbed me because it was hours I was in there. And I had no idea. I was, I was asleep. And when I got up, my legs were asleep. They were numb. And I just ate shit. <laughs> Because it was, I couldn't feel them. Uh, it cut off the blood circulation sitting there like that. And I'm a big dude, so I was putting weight down. I guess the way I was sitting on the back of my legs, it just was enough pressure that my my whole both my legs went to sleep. And yeah, man, I, I took a piece of time. I couldn't walk. I was like, oh my god, that that was a funny one. Mm. I think Kate, I think my wife had a, a good deal with that, but. Well, I, why, I don't know. But, yeah, the house in Colorado, I'd stand in front of the mirror and just stare. Because the water comes on. So I'm assuming that I wash my hands or turn off the water and it's just like, fucking, I'm going to crash right here. I, I don't sleep a lot. Yeah, I only remember I, one incident of me sleepwalking. This was when I was a kid. We were fucking taking one of them summer vacations to South Dakota and we were staying in a hotel. And one night I remember waking up and I'm not in the fucking room. I'm not in the hallway. I'm not in the lobby. I'm underneath the stairs standing behind a fucking Coke vending machine. What? I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And so I'm like, I walk out from behind it. You know, I walk out from under the stairs. There's the lobby. I kind of wave at the lady. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing out here? And, you know, go back to the room. Thank God I left it a crack open or else I'd have been stuck out there all night. <laughs> And that was just and can weird. you imagine seeing that? Like seeing your giant ass ginger head. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, why the fuck was I standing behind the vending machine of all places? And that didn't make any sense to me. But it's just like a weird occurrence, kind of like the, the sleep paralysis. I don't know if you've ever gone through that. That is a, one of the scariest things. 
anybody can go through. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've had it. Maybe I have. I don't know. Kind of kind of hard to keep tabs on all the things that are scary that go on in my life. That's one of the worst things I've ever went through. I remember, you know, just being fucking exhausted from working a lot of hours. And I was in my early 20s working like 120 hours a week. Like every day of the week we were working fucking six sixteens, And then our one day off was actually an eight-hour day that we had to work. So I was just fucking beat to shit and i wake up my eyes crack open but i can't move at all all i can see is i'm staring at the ceiling can't move my head i can't talk i can't move any of my extremities just sitting there like what the fuck is going on why can't i move this is terrifying it's awful i mean that's thing that scares me the most man the worst that i felt was in that basement or upstairs so it's it finds a place to separate itself from me it seems like this is what i've chopped it up to and you know playing with it living with it you you know there's you have those brief moments of when you have balls and you you do things to establish where the boundaries are at or you you try to tread what waters but the, the worst feeling that i ever had some in the past years was walking down those fucking stairs to that basement. Unbelievable the feelings that would go through. I mean, I, I don't breathe heavy like that. Maybe when I sleep or, you know, I'm, I'm physically doing something, that, you know, I get gas. It's like anybody that's big that don't work out regularly. <laughs> I'm not in great shape and I'm not in bad shape. And when I, I start, it's like hyperventilating. And it, the moment I open that door, it's just like, oh, fuck. It's kind of weird uh, how, like, your mental, your mental, like, state can actually elevate your heart rate. Like, you're not doing anything strenuous. But if you're going down, like, a set of stairs, like you're talking about, it's dark as shit down there. You don't know what's down there. And it's amazing your heart will just start racing, even though you ain't doing nothing physical. It's not like you're running or anything like that. It's amazing what your uh you know, your mental state can do to you physically. Right. When you feel your heart beat through your fucking neck and collarbone, you're just like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a euphoric feeling because your your heart's beating so hard and so fast, it's you kinda get lightheaded. It's a euphoric feeling. You're just like, Oh fuck. Right. And it your eyes go out of your head and then come back in. It's like a, like you're moving in slow motion. It's like, oh, oh. And then you smell it. And that's like smelling salt. And for anybody who hasn't been smelling salt in sports, <laughs> it's fucking bad. There's a reason it wakes you up because it's, you taste that shit. <laughs> Not even get it in your mouth. Just by smelling it. I mean, it, uh, that stink was that bad. I mean, there have been times when, you know, if you've you've been in a scared state like that where that's all you'll hear is just your heart beating so fast and you just, it's almost like you go deaf other than just hearing that steady beat. Yeah. You know what else happens? My fucking food spoils. No bullshit. I'll have bananas, bring them home one day. Within a day and a half, they're black. Tomatoes, onions, potatoes. Onions take forever to go bad and most people you know keep them in their pantry 
I have to put everything in my refrigerator if I, I plan on having it for more than a couple of days. Any type of produce, I have to use immediately or it goes fucking bad. Breads, oh, God. I, I don't eat sandwiches anymore. You know, unless it's toast, I don't really buy bread anymore because I, I can never have it for more than a day. It literally turns to mold, like gross mold. So fucking quick. It's 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 quite annoying. Fruits, strawberries, like cherries. Cherries turn to mush in their bag. What about it's like just, uh, plants in the house? You find them like dying all of a sudden? No, I don't really have plants in the house. I mean, I had a weed plant in Colorado that I shocked it. It actually got buds on it. And I just put it in dirt in front of a window. But it, it thrived. <laughs> you know? It was healthy. But for whatever reason, root with me and like anything that you get from the grocery store that you can leave inside, you know, it just, any type of fruit, it just, it sucks. Can't have lettuce, <laughs> even fucking celery, celery doesn't matter what I buy. It goes bad quick, real quick. And just to test that out, there was bananas on sale. I work with, he bought a bunch, I bought a bunch. Like 99 cents per one of those little clusters. So we bought four apiece, and mine were gone the next day, and all black, and his were yellow for, oh, I don't know, a good three or four days before they started browning out a little bit. Mine was the next day, they were black. And his, his took a while, man. Like a week, you could still consume that without it being gross. That's crazy. I don't think any, you've ever mentioned that in anything, like any past conversations. I don't think anybody actually knew that that was going on with you. I do that. It's shit that happens. Like I, I keep saying over and over to people, it's you surprised what you get used to. That That's not a joke. It's just little things like that that you can think of that you just overlook. It just... What do I think about the the vegetables and stuff going bad fast? I, what are you supposed to think about that? Just don't buy them unless you intend on eating them fast. It's just I have to eat mine a lot faster than most people. So that's, I just don't do it. That's crazy that you say like onions and like garlic would spoil because like when they when they tend to like get on the uh, you know ripe side, they start sprouting like roots and shit. And that's not even happening with like onions and Cloves of garlic? Potatoes and the garlic, not onions. Oh, okay. Onions just wilt up and, you know, you can cut and fill out five, eight layers and it's it's just wilted and gross. They'll get this white moss on them, like a moss looking, like, it's just gross. Hmm. But it's white and it's really slimy in the center. I mean, like bananas and stuff and cherry or strawberries, stuff like that. They turn black. One of the things that terrifies me the most, and this is, you know, hopefully it never happens in a dream or anything. It's just, it's just me waking up and something dark is just st standing over me or hovering over me. I don't know how, if I could handle that, if that ever came to fruition or even if it happened in a dream, I don't think I could recover from that. Yeah. Uh, with me, I've never woke up and had it, like, over my face. Like, it's gotten close to the bed 
or behind my couch, like fuck, it's like stands right above me on the couch, but I've never woke up and seen it face to face, like unless it was in a dream. And, and it's, I don't know, it's not like a, a demon, like what you would see on TV. It's not like that at all. Nothing like scary. What's scary about it is, it's like when somebody looks at you, man, and they, they just have a dark stare, like black eyes, and uh, totally human. Totally human. So you've just, seen, you've seen it, it up he, close. A fucked up human. You've seen it up close in your dreams, huh? Yeah, from time to time. You know, and a lot of it starts out with my face. So it's you looking back at yourself. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That was one of the that's things. That's the scariest part about it. That was one of the things that that's in, in the stage four is doppelganger activity and disturbances in the environment. I mean, the disturbance in the environment for me is that I can't eat strawberries or peaches or anything that's going to go bad in a day or two. Mm-hmm. So when That it's, sucks. So when it's not your face anymore, what does it look like? It's just darkness. No, like... It's like that dead body expression, you know, People been to a funeral. Like you talked about that, you and I did. Yeah, it's you see somebody that's no longer in that vessel, and you just there's nothing there. You can tell that, and that's scary. Like you're staring into that's, like a dark abyss, like of nothingness, or is there anything there, like eyes or a sinister smile? Nothing like that, huh? No, no emotion, nothing. If there's nothing there. That's the scariest part of ballads. It says you can tell there's nothing. I think that that's the scary part because there's no emotion, no empathy, no. You're not looking at anything to even not acknowledge you. You're just an animate object at that point. You're not a person. You're a dead body. A faceless entity that stares back at you. That's very creepy. Think about that. And I don't know. Every time I see somebody in a coffin, I get scared. Oh yeah, just I, seeing it, just seeing it, you're like, oh my god. It got to a point Especially where it's a loved one. Like the last couple funerals that I w- attended, that I would not go in to the initial viewing where they had the open casket. I'd wait till they closed it, and then I would go in because that's just not. I didn't want to see that, and that's not how I wanted to remember the person. But it's also it's very hard to stare at a dead person and just you just don't know what to think. You don't know how to feel. It's it's very odd feeling. Yes. A feeling you don't forget. No. And you associate that feeling with death. And that's what it makes me feel like. It imprints onto you very easily. Right. I mean, because which how do you w- explain that feeling? It's you, when you experience it, just like that feeling I have when I see a dead person, dead body, you'll know it when you see it. Kind of You'll have that feeling. You'll know immediately how you feel during that time. Very synonymous with what the activity level is in your home. Right. I know what I feel at that time, and I associate it with shit that goes on around me. So it's like people say, can you predict it? I, I, you know, <laughs> if I sat down and charted my, you know, how I felt from time to time and you know, recorded it at that time, I'm sure I could find a way to predict it, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it starts out with a feeling, man, and it's 
the dreams and it's it's never the same. It's too hard, but it's the feelings that you have and then the dreams. When I'm having bad dreams consecutively over and over. Um, Anything intensify since the last session or just the kind of the same continuous flow of bad dreams and night terrors? Um, I, I get pretty scared in the kitchen sometimes, man. And when I'm at home alone, which is, like I said, there's a lot that I'm alone at home. And it, it's just being vulnerable. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'll smoke a bowl of weed and I'm just, when you're stoned, you don't want a buzzkill and that, that'll be a buzzkill. It'll snap you right out of not being stoned at times. It's like it enjoys doing that little scare here and there. I don't really know how to, you just have to see it. See it, Crazy shit. it huh? Seeing, seeing is believing, like they say. I think experience. To me, it was yeah. like watching an animal kill another animal and then consume it. It's one thing to watch it on TV. It's a whole other thing to witness that shit. Makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> You're like, wow. And you got a front row brutal, seat. Whoa. <laughs> you got a front row seat to the activity. I wouldn't. I'd sell them. I'd sell that VIP ticket. Yeah. With like the release of the the. Pope's Exorcist and like the original Exorcist and a slew of other movies, which one would you say most, you know, signifies like the level of activity going on with you? Uh, is there any of that I stuff that's know, relatable? Or oh, I mean, that's is all Hollywood hyperinflated Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Real life isn't like that. That's why people like the. I think the reason why. Paranormal Activity, the movie, the first one, was such a hit is it drew out all those people that have had that shit happen and when they see it, they're like, oh, fuck, that happens in my house. You know? Mm-hmm. And people like that. That's, that's more real life and there's people who go through that and they look at it and they're like, now that's fucking spot on. Hmm. Yeah, and th- those are fascinating, like uh, the original Paranormal Activity and like the Blair Witch. You remember when that came out? Just because of the the sheer nature that they basically went into the woods and made a low budget horror film, but it was so realistic, just due to the yeah. fact that you know it wasn't. They didn't run it through like you know video editing and try to stabilize it and all that stuff. That's what made it really terrifying is the fact that it it felt like real life. Yeah, it really does. I would say that if you want to compare my shit to anybody's, that would be the closest video. It's it's consistent. I mean, there's lots of stories out there, people that go through that kind of stuff. It's just, that takes it to a, an extreme, but who's to say what the bar is for extreme? Right. Somebody who's never had that happen to them, I mean, you can press the viewers so much on things that are terrifying, like getting dragged out of the basement, like or out of the out of your bedroom and down the stairs, or getting dragged down into the basement. I mean, that's fucked up, and that that'll press your your average viewer that that's that's an extreme level, and who knows what the actual? I I don't think a lot of people can handle stuff like this. I I know. It's one thing to experience it, man. 
and, and it breaks you down and it wears you out. And it's a constant battle, constant. You don't escape it. You only pray that it gets better. You're not in control. You're not. And to think that you are, you're wrong. Yeah, there's definitely something sinister afoot going on with your situation that people don't always understand. Might go to the grave with me, man. No one will ever know about me. Hmm. Yeah, well, let's hope My that's... wife and kids, they've, they've experienced stuff like... And, you know, and they don't like to talk about it. Yeah, maybe uh, they, you know, at least the wife might want to come on here and talk about her perception and her experiences with what the, the situation is. Yeah, after months of begging her. <laughs> yeah, that might, I think... That'll, that'll be an interesting one for you guys. That'll be and the next... Uh, my wife, we're going to go at it. The next episode where we, uh, you know, take all four stages and tie everything together with exorcism and your story and kind of wrap up the series and the fifth and final installment. Yeah. That would be a good way to end it. Absolutely. And just, we'll go down the list of things that are relevant to me and then we'll verify whether we won't even write it. Just listen to the show. Absolutely. I guess with that being said, we can close this session out. We're a little over an hour and, uh, yeah, unless you got anything else to add, we'll, uh, we'll save it for the fifth and final. Sounds good to me. All right. You heard it here. Another episode of Dark Side of Dino. Stick with us, man. We've got more, plenty more content coming for you guys. We're going to continue on with uh, all things paranormal on this channel. Later.